welcome to episode 211 of the Muck Podcast. Listen in as we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Hanamia. And I'm Hillary Doherty. Hillary! Hey! Hi! Well, I just got breaking news on my computer. It's February 15th, oh. 2024. Oh. So, ex-FBI informant is charged with lying about the Bidens. Remember this? Wow. This former uh, FBI informant was fabricating claims that President Biden and his son sought two $5 million bribes from Ukrainian energy companies. Yeah. So that was a lie. Yeah. It was. And, and kind of the crux of, isn't that what the whole House investigation was supposed it's to be so about? stupid. I mean, get the fuck out of here. Go focus on the Kushners. Honey. Well, there's so much going on. There's <laughs> so much going on. Um, well, first, let's let's welcome our newest patron, Miss <gasps> Emma Collum. Thank you so much, Emma. Emma Bella, Emma Bella, what what? She feeds us on Sunday nights. Oh my and god! She she uh, uh, is part <laughs> of our Patreon. Oh, it's so thank sweet. you. <laughs> Expect a little envelope in the mail. <gasps> I still have to send Justin's. Oh my god, I'm terrible. I have to send Justin's thank you card. Oh, and stickers. Oh my gosh, Justin, keep an eye out. We saw Justin at, on Super Bowl Sunday, and he would come over. We were talking, and he'd come over and be like, what's going on? <laughs> and I was like, this is exactly what our text thread is with yes. Justin. <laughs> it's like throwing stuff out there. What's going on? That was fun. Did you have fun at the Super Bowl oh, party? Oh, I had so Tina much won. fun. Tina oh, won I the did. grid, the boxes. and she, well, I don't know what I won. First of all, Tina walks up, and she goes, I'm going to put down six and nine. <laughs> I was like, girl. She's like, I'm juvenile. I'm I was like, juvenile. Yeah, that's right. And guess what? She fucking won. I won. <laughs> <laughs> it pays to be a little bit juvenile. Yes, all yes. right. It's good. It's good. But we got, we all got what we wanted. It was a very exciting game. Oh my God. We were bullshitting through most of it because it was 0 0 for a while. Yeah. And then that last went into overtime. The overtime oh my was God. the most fun. So much fun. And then watching the Chiefs win. That's what I wanted. I, I just want. I wanted those after party videos, which I got of they they're playing the chain smokers were DJing at a party and they they remix songs and things like that. They were playing one of her songs. They played a, her song Love Story and they had like remixed it yeah. like to this dance beat. And he ran to the <gasps> DJ booth and she was kind of like there was all these people partying behind the DJ booth and she was back there. And he turned to her and they pointed at each other. It's like, you belong to me. Girl. Oh, my God. How cute. I'm living for it. Living for it. Super cute. And we saw today um, that one in five people believe all the conspiracy theories that we talked about last with time Taylor with Taylor, Taylor Swift and the one Super in Bowl. Five. <laughs> one in five. <laughs> that means if we randomly pulled three people off the street in front of my house right now, one yes, of those stupid idiots. Probably. It's crazy. It is. like that. And I said, we're doomed. We're fucking oh, yeah. doomed. We're like that's, for. it doesn't make any fucking it's sense. Over. It's over. It's like over. Like we're done. We're done. And then, unfortunately, you know, because we, it's America and we can't have anything nice. Mm. Um, we have the shooting that took place during the celebration for the Kansas City Chiefs and children were shot, woman died. And I was so upset. I almost started crying because I, it, it, it's just, it's never going to end. It's never going to end like this is our reality that no matter where we go or what we do we are in danger yeah and we have to live in fear and my youngest said well that's why i'm never going to leave the house anymore Oof. 
This is what we're doing to to kids. Yeah. We're scaring them. Yeah. Well, it was weird. They're too all going to be, you know, how recluse, can they not be scared? Recluses. I mean, I'd be fucking. I'm fucking scared. Trust me. When I go to the movies, I'm always looking. Always looking. I'm always looking. Like if something I happens, I literally in my head. This is not a fucking lie. Especially if I'm there by myself with the kids, I'm mapping out which kid am I, I'm going to throw these kids over the balcony to where, you know, when you walk down to leave, I'm just yeah. going to tell them to jump the fuck over it and run out. Like, I don't yeah. know. That That's always my plan. It's like, how do I maneuver myself out of here? Same. If I go to concerts. Yeah. It, like, wherever I go that is a crowded place. Or if I go to, even if I go, like, with, because um, my son does soccer and sometimes we'll stop at, you know, some local places or a mall or somewhere that I haven't been because it's far mm-hmm. from where we are. And I always think about that, too, like, where are the exits in this place? It's unfamiliar to me. Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> Why is that even in my brain? I know. It's wild. Well, Manuel Oliver, who is the father of Joaquin oh, Oliver, who was did murdered. Did you see that? On Marjorie uh, Stoneman Douglas. So yesterday on Valentine's Day, February 14th, is, was the six-year anniversary of that shooting. And he was on CNN with his wife. And they had to break into the interview to say that there was a shooting yep. at this parade, the celebration. And he was like, I'm not surprised. Like, it's just insane. And I, you know, we talk did about this with that, the school, that little small um, school in Uvalde, Uvalde, Texas, and how those parents are still fighting because they're now part of this. And how frustrating, I always think about how heartbreaking and like frustrating it must be for parents who have to then watch nothing happen and then or watch th- other kids die yeah watch other and kids watch die. other parents go through what they've gone through yeah. and watch or watch elective officials try to bring that age back oh down my or God. like missouri has no red flag laws there's literally no red flags flag laws in kansas city where this happened crazy time watching all of the um parents of marjorie stillman douglas put posts out yeah it was heartbreaking. Like one of the dads put a video of his son just like, ugh, it's going to make me cry, but he just playing an instrument. He's like, I, I miss my kid. And there's no reason that kid should be dead. There's no reason why that child shouldn't be here today. Or now a young man, he would have been a young man probably finishing college, you know? I mean, I think there's lots of points in our history. And as a podcast who looks at American history, I think there's many points in our history where we have fucked up. Oh, but this is the the worst. mass shootings at schools and not taking those sorts of that sort of innocent kind of death seriously, murder has shameful. Is, is definitely where I feel like we have fallen it's off. It's shameful. Like I don't that none of that makes any sense to me at at all. Like I this doesn't make any sense to me. I and mean, we're talking about Sandy Hook. You know, oh these were babies. Even in Uvalde, like you you spoke about this last week or the week before that their bodies are just torn apart. Like there's nothing left of their flesh from these bullets. And they don't care. They you know? don't care. Goes through them like paper. And um, and the Olivers, uh, Joaquin Oliver, um, that you were just talking about, a victim at MSD, and his mom went to Lauren Boebert's office. Ooh. And they slammed the door in her face. Yeah. Oh and she God. had a recording. They used AI to... Um, have a recording in their son's voice. Oh, and my she was God. playing it, and <gasps> it was like, "Hi, I'm Joaquin. I died. Oh my I, God! Yes, I swear to God." And they're holding it, and they're trying to push the door shut on her, and she's like, "No, my son is still speaking." 
Don't and you think slammed. that's how you would be? Do you oh, think that's how you'd I, be? I would be out of my yeah. mind. Remember when he climbed up on the thing? Yeah, no, they the have crane, to be out yeah. of their minds. Yeah, no, I would, for one and first and foremost, I'd quit my job and move in with my parents because my now full-time job is to park my ass outside. Somewhere. Everywhere and make sure that people do not forget. Are, are you fucking kidding me? Climb yeah. on a crane? You better believe it. Yeah. You better fucking believe it. Uh, I was like, wow. But when she was like, my son is still speaking, I was like, oh, my God. Girl, it's a mess. Like, they are fighting for that kid. They are of course. fighting for and, their and kid. And for every kid that this happens to afterwards. Oh, God. Um, I saw a great quote on uh, online. There's a book coming out. I, I I don't know who's writing this book. It's about the Obama administration, basically. Oh. And I just love this so much because it reminded me of what you told me about Joe Biden, how he called Trump a sick fuck, right? So when Obama was still in office, um, he said privately that, this is quotes, that Ooh. the Tea Party consisted of, quote, racist motherfuckers. <laughs> Let's go. We know that's right. Um, he also had choice words for his successor, former President Donald Trump, calling him a, quote, corrupt motherfucker, quote, madman, quote, a racist, sexist pig, and quote, a fucking lunatic. Ooh. <laughs> Hi. Let me tell you something right now. Hi. If this is how Joe Biden and Barack Obama talk, don't ever come at me and say I shouldn't curse on this podcast. <laughs> These are men who were presidents of the United yeah. States. All right, y'all. Listen, cursing is necessary sometimes. It's part of our sometimes lexicon. We man. need that emphasis. Yeah. Especially when you're talking about Trump. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I mean, he's a, le- he's, a fun- he's a he's a lunatic. It's crazy. And now, I mean, with the with it, his rallies, he's becoming more and more unhinged, and he's becoming more and more. You know, they want to talk about Joe Biden being senile. It's really Trump who's senile. He doesn't make any sense, and he keeps trying to justify the errors that he's making, and it makes more like yeah, it can't. still doesn't make sense. Yeah, and you know. At the end of the day, they're both old, yes. But Biden has done a lot in this presidency that people I don't think give him enough credit for. And he's there's things that you know that he he um, is getting a lot of criticism for. Um, but we have an, a madman or an old man, and we have an old man, a madman or an old man, and we got to go with the old man. We have no other option at this point. Yeah. Also, I think. You know, that report came out last week. I think it was last Friday. It was after we recorded, and there was the, the HER report, H-U-R, and he's a Trump-appointed attor- you know, federal prosecutor who Merrick Garland uh, put on charge of this case of Biden took some files home, classified docs, so now we got to look into it. So he appoints a, a Republican prosecutor to be kind of above board and be like, I didn't put a re- Democrat on here. And the report comes back that Biden didn't do anything wrong, but this guy decided to add other things to the report, which I don't even understand. One, it's just a political hit job. Doesn't deserve to be there. Why Merrick Garland allowed this to happen, I have no fucking idea, but he should not have a job come November, uh, mid-November 2024. He will not be reappointed to that fucking post. Nope. You dumb fucker. Oh, my God. Um. Anyway, he just said some terrible things about Biden's age and how he seems senile and all this shit. Like, I don't know, where did you get your medical degree, sir? You know what I mean? And of all these people who work with him in the White House, all the people who are House members and senators mm-hmm. who meet with Biden on a regular basis, if he was 
behaving and 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 we would hear about up it like, like you th- well, like you heard would one hundred percent Diane Feinstein like we yes, heard we hear yes, about it exactly you'd one hundred percent hear about it I I trust and believe that Joe Biden is healthy enough and uh, has sound mind yes. to be president for the next four years I one hundred percent my hands to God believe that I do I do too but I also believe that if Trump is elected that'll be the last election we ever have in this country yeah that will ne- we'll never have another free and fair election God. okay. I don't even know where we'll go. You know he's his his daughter in law, Lara Trump. Oh yeah. He's been nominated <laughs> he nominated her for, for co chair yeah. of the Republican National Committee. Yeah. The Republican National Committee. It's over. He's putting all his people in there, which yeah. I guess is kind of normal, but also this is how we steal elections. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe we should all try to think about that. So this week, last week we were laughing because the Republicans in the House could not get it together to impeach um Homeland Security uh secretary Mayorka. yeah and then uh, steve scalise who's a louisiana house member and former member of the kkk probably <laughs> still is he was getting treat you know cancer treatments mm-hmm. and um uh he wasn't there last week yeah so they h- hurried him back up this yep. week and they were able to impeach Mayorka. yeah because guess who, guess who wasn't there though oh don't even don't I even start with me lewis <laughs> lois frankel and the and mass, but they were going to vote again. They wouldn't, it's, it's they wouldn't each other out. I know. They but got still, stuck in an airport. But still, girl, don't get me started. I read the article this morning and I thought, girl, I'm sick of it. There's a lot of people. Let me tell you something. I'm sick I of heard. It. I heard something this week. <laughs> I will not repeat here. I don't Ooh. know if you heard it at the same place when I when I was being told this, but it just goes to we. There's people who want to run for things, and there's people who won't get the fuck out. Oh, yes. And, like, I don't understand what you're still doing there at this point. Yeah. You look fucking ridiculous. Yep. Like, just get retire. out. Retire. Like, and I'm not talking about, oh, you know, they're 50. You're no. in your 70s, your 80s. Get the fuck get out. out. And get how out. many times do we have to scream, get out? How many times? We had an episode called Get Out. I don't even remember when. My only thing is like, yeah. We're sick of it. Yeah, I'm sick of it. But we're sick of it. Yeah. How many times can we say, get out? Get yeah. out. Get out. Get out. Get the fuck out Get of out. Get out of here. <laughs> Fucking A. Oh. What do we got to do? Find you dead in your office? <laughs> Mid-sentence on a memo? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Get out. What is, why would you want to even be working? I'm know. 45. I'm 30 years younger, and I want to stop working. Me too. Like, why wouldn't you want to just retire? I want to retire now. Doesn't that sound so nice? Oh, I can't wait. Sometimes I talk to my mother on the phone. She goes, oh, is it Wednesday? I'm like, this bitch don't know what fucking day it is. Because she don't have a motherfucking job. She's retired gleefully in the garden pulling fucking weeds all day. That sounds fun, though. Wouldn't that be nice if that's all you had to do? And then also keep keep me up to date on True Detective. We got to talk about True Detective. I mean, that's it. Oh, it's Wednesday? I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I got to get back to work. (laughs) I got to put the rest of my fucking time in. Crazy. It's crazy. Um, I wanted to tell you, okay, because I kind of feel like I'm maybe a genius, but oh. I watched an interview with Chris Christie today on a liberal like podcast, and he was talking about those court cases, and he said that he also doesn't think that the Supreme Court is going to take up that D.C. Circuit case, which is the one where they said a president can be tried for criminal right, acts while right. in office, and they put out that answer, and they said that he could be tried, and that he was supposed uh, supposedly going to try to appeal it to the Supreme Court. He said that he doesn't think the Supreme Court's going to take that case because it's very airtight. And when there's something that 
put together, they won't touch it. Yeah. And so I really think that that's going to be the case. And if okay. that's the case, then that trial will start end of March, April. Okay. And we just got another trial date. It's going to be in Mar March 25th in New York. It's the one about, um, I think it's the uh, Stormy Daniels bribery oh, oh, case yeah. or something like that. So here's my question. And I feel stupid for not knowing this. What is the end all be all filing date for pre for the presidency? Oh, I don't know. Let's see. For well, they for they have to go to the convention. They have to go to the convention. So their convention. Let's see. By the way, it is it's hush money. Remember when they tried to give yes. her pay her oh, hush yeah, money yeah, 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 yeah. to Stormy Daniels, um, Republican. And now she's talking about his uh, SDE. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, put that in the court records. Oh, it's in July. Okay. So by July, then we should know that when he's the candidate. Okay. But so he's going to have like at least two cases going during that time. Right. He so might not and get and to the, the convention cases, to accept right. the nomination. So the cases are going to take a while. <laughs> I mean, you know, this maybe, is going to take a while. Maybe. So July rolls around. He gets the nominee. Cases end up, you know, moving forward, moving forward, moving forward. What happens if he's found guilty? You know well, what I mean? Like, say, like, is an there, insurrectionist is there cannot hold office. Yeah. So, so convicted uh, insurrectionists cannot hold office yeah, in the country. That okay. was the whole thing about Article Nineteen. Right. So, so what happens then? Do they not or have Article a candidate? They, do they not have a candidate to put up? Oh, you know what I'm I saying? Yeah. Like, well, like, that's so what when the ballot comes out, his name is already on the ballot. But Sorry, now he it's can't. Article Thirty-three of Fourteen, the Fourteenth Amendment. That's why Nikki Haley won't go away, Tina. Yeah. Because she's, she's waiting. waiting. She's waiting in the wings. Yeah. Because when but you, do you I think hate she polls. Can be, but this is the thing. Yeah. All this shit goes down. Now Nikki Haley, last minute, gets thrown in. Oh, we, now we got to fight. Now we have a problem. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. This so is not like good. This I'm not good for Joe Biden. Okay. That's not good for Joe Biden. So now right. I'm like freaking out because it's like, do we want Trump to stay in as long as possible? And... I don't see how Trump <laughs> doesn't get this nomination. I know. But he's going to get the nomination. Yeah. But I'm saying if he gets the nomination, and now here we are September, October, and he's found guilty of something, and now he can't run, can Nikki Haley get thrown in as a Hail Mary? Yes, because from the floor of the convention, now this is something that hasn't, we've talked, we've done these before, from the floor right. of a convention. This used to happen in the 1800s, where it, all of this was decided at the convention. It wasn't right, like I'm we're down to the one talking about after man. the convention. I'm saying convention is in July. Ballots are I printed. Have, I it's, have it's no idea. It's fucking October. I have no idea. Like, what happens? I don't know. It's never happened before. I have no idea. So that's where I'm curious. He could be on the ballot. But, but even, if he, he even if he gets these votes, he can't they can't win. count because he's, if you are tried and convicted of being an insurrectionist against the United States government, you cannot hold office. But they can't, but then it goes back to what you said last week. They can't probably make that decision or. All we know is right now. They can't do anything that would interfere with the election. Right. It's not election interference. If this is an open court, he's if not, he's not yeah. elected. That's true. He's a free citizen, which is why he's working so hard <laughs> to get elected because he will not be held. He will have to wait four more yeah. years to hold him and he'll be dead by then. Maybe yeah. like, who oh knows? God. I, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I worry because I feel like maybe Biden does have a chance to win against Trump because we have Trump is scary, yeah. evil dictator. But 
I don't know if he could win against Haley, and then we're fucked again. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I the mean? whole thing like, too. Is oh like, oh my god, I, I don't know what to do. I know all of the polls that say anything about um, Trump. If, if, if his numbers of fav- like who will vote for him goes like plummets if he's got a felony conviction. So that's another reason why we really need this answer. You know, we really need it. Because there's people teetering, and if, they, if they'll go the other way, that would be great. Yeah, but they may not go to Biden. They'd go to Haley. I don't know. I don't <sighs> know how Haley's going to hang in that long. There could be a hail. Listen, that's what Chris Christie said in this interview today. Hail Mary. He said he he said he's absolutely never going to vote for Trump, but he will not con- he will not say he's going to vote for Biden because he doesn't know what's going to happen at the convention. He's like, ask me at the convention because so that says to me that waiting. there is a plan. They're waiting because he said if Joe Manchin oh was the nominee, he'd vote for Joe Manchin. So uh. like, <laughs> no, I don't know. It's wild. And I do have comfort that Joe Biden is a is our candidate. Like I have comfort that this is not my fucking party. Thank oh God. God. Thank God. I can't. Okay. I mean, that's all I have. Yeah. Is I that enough? That's enough. I'm stressed out. I'm already stressed. Yeah, I, no, I'm, it's, I'm, it's fucking crazy. Thank you. And <laughs> the thing that we always know <laughs> is like, you know, remember when George W. Bush was in office? I'm sure you can't forget. And then people wanted Still him. Yeah. To W and people wanted him char- charged with war crimes because uh-huh. we went into countries that we invaded countries that we that shouldn't we have fucking yeah, been in based I on mean. false information. Um, people wanted him tried for war crimes, yeah. and of course he, w- I'm sure they tried at the time, but he couldn't because that was him operating as the executive, uh, the commander in chief, right? right? He's right, that's right. part of his duties as president. What Trump did is not right. That's the big difference. And the greatest thing about Trump and the biggest gift he could ever give us is he don't know when to shut the fuck up. And especially oh like Twitter. He Remember the insurrection. Remember. By the way, I also want to remind you that his chief of staff at the time during the insurrection, that last chief of staff, was Mark Meadows. Okay? Oh. He <laughs> has been granted immunity in this case. Ooh, he's going to spill the beans. And he is Working with yep. the prosecution. And let me tell you, this motherfucker has the office right next door to Trump. And we already know from that Cassidy girl, I can't remember her last name right now, tall, beautiful, brunette. She worked there too, closely with Mark Meadows, and was saying everything that happened that day of January 6th. And Mark was, she was saying, Mark, like, we can't allow this. And he's like, well, we got to tell him basically what he wants to hear. And she was like, what the fuck is going Like, lost yeah. total respect and was like, we're out. Like, we can't do this kind of thing, right? Anyway. He's got immunity. He's working with them. I think on the Georgia case, he's working with them on the insurrection case. He's done. He's fucking done. Well, I just need a, a jury of his peers, oh fellow God. Americans, to find him guilty of that. We need to protect these people and keep them in a locked room, maybe not even in view of Trump, to be honest with you. I don't think anybody should know who these fucking jurors are. No. no. Their lives would be oh, in danger. No, no, you know? no, no, girl. Because, listen... They will find out everything about yeah, you. Yeah, no, it's not good. Um, s- because speaking of that, there's a guy in Wisconsin named um, Ab- a- Andrew Hitt. Andrew Hitt, that's it. And he was in Wisconsin. They were being asked to sign fake elector documents, and they show a clip on, he's on 60 Minutes, and they show a clip of him of Trump saying, hey, Andrew, you got a nice-looking kids there. I'm going to look at you. I'm going to blame you if I don't win Wisconsin. Points him out at a fucking rally. Yeah. So he's sitting there going. threatening him. Yeah. And he says in this interview with 60 Minutes, I felt like my life, he goes, my life was in danger. My family, we, I felt, he felt like he was Especially in danger. Especially when he knows what the MAGA crowd is. Yeah. Well, we he was know what literally the MAGA pointed crowd is. out at a rally and said, that's the guy to blame. 
This is fucking crazy. And the thing is that we know that if Trump gets elected, he's going to go after his political enem- enemies. Yeah. He's already said that he's going to team up with Russia. He's already said he wants to like, go against NATO. Like, what are we talking about here? I told Russia what that are we if going? These, if these what are we talking about yeah. here? If these countries don't pay their dues to the UN, they're supposed to pay like 2% of their dues yeah. or something. If they don't pay, I'm going to let Russia do whatever they want. Yeah. This is like, this is whose side? Why don't you go back and watch Rocky Four? Okay. <laughs> We're not friends with the Russians. Indeed, I will break yeah. you. I yeah. will break you. That's what they want to do. We'll break everybody. We don't need to pair up with this guy. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. He dies. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? <laughs> oh, Apollo Creed. Oh. Did that, those new Creed, the Creed movies are great, by the way. His son. Yeah. And you know, that guy's so cute. Oof. Mm. All right. Okay, so I don't know what was happening this week, but <laughs> I had like football fever, a baby. Oh. Like I was into it. I was into these fucking football wives. I, I, I don't know what kind of life they're living, but I missed out on this. Where's my NFL husband? Is what I have to say. <laughs> Where's my six five husband who's like running to me on the field, Ooh. dripping in di- I'm dripping in diamonds and furs, and he's just sweaty and yeah, just came off a great play. Yeah. Ooh. You know what I mean? Where's okay. my chain smokers remix? Oh my god! Make out session. <laughs> Don't think I haven't thought about that once or twice before going to bed <laughs> this week. <laughs> anyway, I found the craziest story that meets politics and the NFL. What? Are you ready? I'm for ready. This story? I'm so happy. Are you ready for all this jelly? Ooh, uh, I am ready for that jelly. I don't. Oh. You don't know that song? No. Destiny's Child? You're going to leave me hanging on <laughs> Destiny's Child? Holy shit. All right. Oh, my God. Well, I, I deserve that. I've left you hanging on plenty of songs <laughs> before. Okay. So today I'm going to talk about Operation Flagship. Okay. Okay. Operation Flagship was a sting operation jointly organized by the United States Marshal Service and the Metropolitan Police Department in Washington, D.C. that resulted in the arrest of 101 wanted fugitives on December 15th, 1985. What? So, from 1981. 101. Yeah. This is such a great story. You, you, girl, you're going to love every second of this. From 1981 to 1986, the U.S. Marshal Service conducted a series of nine operations called Fugitive Investigative Strike Team, or FIST, operations with the aim of capturing thousands of unwanted or sorry. <laughs> they're probably unwanted by somebody but wanted by the united states <laughs> government um one tactic the u.s marshals used to lure fugitives were something that were called get something for nothing schemes and this was always really successful so this was demonstrated in 1984 when u.s marshals conducted fist number seven a large-scale operation spanning over two months and eight states that resulted in the arrest of 3,309 fugitives. In what? New- yeah. In New York City, fugitives were sent a notice from the fictitious Brooklyn Bridge Delivery Service to pick up their valuable packages. <gasps> okay? So they like... They're like, oh, they dangled yeah. the carrot. They're like, oh, there's something valuable that I need to pick up. I better go. In Buffalo, fugitives were notified that they had won between $250 and $10,000 in the lottery. In Hartford, Connecticut, younger fugitives were notified that they won two free tickets to a Boy George concert, <laughs> including dinner for two and the use of a limousine. Remember, oh it's 1984. Boy George was like, I'd yeah. fucking run out to that come limousine. Come, 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 come,
Um, <laughs> in all cases, the fugitives were arrested when they tried to claim their packages or prizes at specific. So these guys locations. are on the run, and yeah. instead of doing bounty hunters, yeah. they're like, we're going to entice them with some yeah. bounty. Instead of okay. kicking in doors. Yeah. Could be a little dangerous. Yeah, okay. I like this. So for the marshals, arresting fugitives while away from home was significantly safer as they are often caught unarmed and off guard. At least half of the 3,309 fugitives arrested in Fist 7 were later released on bail. So they decide they're going to put this sting operation, Operation Flagship, in D.C. Like, let's see what we can do here, right? For Operation Flagship, while having dinner, Chief Deputy U.S. Marshal Toby... Tobias P. Roche uh, from the District of Columbia and U.S. Marshal Herbert M. Rutherford III noted the uproar of support for the Washington Redskins, particularly the difficulty in acquiring tickets oh for their sold-out home God. games and the fact that the waiting list for season tickets lasted several years. What? I guess the Redskins must have been hot at the time. I don't know. But also, uh, like, are we still like doing Redskins? Are we still doing yeah. this? Wait, what are, they're not called that anymore. They're not? I thought, no. what are they called? Um, hold Maybe on. Maybe I should change, stop saying that name. Well, no, you could say, or, or they were known Once, as, yeah, like, yeah, the yeah. team currently. Hold on, hold on. Are they're not Nationals. That's baseball, right? I don't know. No, Nationals is baseball. Let's see. Uh, the Commanders. Oh, my gosh. Is that yeah. real? Mm -hmm. It says the Washington Commanders unveiled this new name on February 2nd, 2002, after being known oh. simply before as the Washington football team since July 2020. And before that, they were infamously known as. So they're the Commanders. Yes. Okay. I like this. Yes. Good job. So Good job. Known. Progress. Yeah. Yeah. So particularly the difficulty of a lot of getting tickets. They particularly focused on the much anticipated December 15th game between the Redskins the commanders and the Bengals, the winner of which would determine who would go to the playoffs. So it's a okay. big game. Yeah. Uh, November 1985, Roche, with the approval of Rutherford, instructed deputy U.S. Marshals and fugitive task force members of the Washington, D.C. Metropolitan Police Department to mail invitations to the last known addresses of approximately 3,000 wanted persons. Wow. The invitations were sent by the fictitious firm Flagship International Sports Television. <gasps> Which shares the same acronym for the fifth for name. Oh, <laughs> so clever. You, there's more. You, so there's so much clever. more that you're going to love. There's more <laughs> that you're going to love like that. The recipients were told that as part of the film's promotion, the firm's promotional offer, they had won two complimentary tickets to the Commander's Bengals game and that they were invited to a pregame brunch at the Washington Convention Center on the morning of December 15th, 1985. I mean, aren't they wondering, like, why me? Why? I, I don't know. I mean, I'm so suspicious of yeah. everything yeah. that I would have probably thrown it away because I yeah. wouldn't believe it. Same. I, would think I won a cruise a one time and I was like, this has to be fake. It's a scam. Yeah, this isn't yeah. real. But it was real and I had a great time. <laughs> <laughs> the recipients were also told they could enter a raffle draw to win 10 season tickets for the Washington Redskins and the grand prize of a week-long all-expenses-paid trip to New Orleans to watch Super Bowl twenty. The fugitive, so that's a reason to go, right? If you can put your name in and yeah. win this whole trip, like, why wouldn't you go to yeah. this? The fugitives were wanted for and various... It's a playoff game, which is yeah. fun. Yeah. The fugitives were wanted for various felonies, including assault, robbery, burglary, escape, narcotics violations, rape, arson, fraud, or a combination of some of those. Of the 3,000 people who were sent invitations, 167 replied positively to the invitation, which doesn't seem like a lot. No. But last known address is probably yeah, what they would, may would not live me. there. Or yeah. and if they're trying to like hide out, why yeah. would they? They didn't fall for it, basically. Or but why would you go back? Yeah. To where 
yeah the police have your address like you yeah. would be hiding out somewhere else maybe you know what you I know, mean when or I think about this or you leave the city I, did you ever watch Squid Game yeah Squid Games? did you watch the, sh- the the show or the reality show no, 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 I saw this show. I didn't watch okay. the reality I, show. I watched the reality show first. Oh. It's very good. What? It's really how fucking you, good. How because I never watched the real oh, you Squid never Game. watched when oh. it was on, like, during pandemic times. Yeah. I didn't watch it because I was like, horror. it was like horror movie. Like, yeah. I'm like, I can't fucking do it. But I watched the reality show because someone kept telling me, I just kept hearing from everybody that it was really good. And I loved it. I was like, this is crazy. But... I wasn't aware that these are the games from the show. And so I'm watching it. I'm like, how do they all know? Oh, they watched the show. So then I went and watched the show. And then you're like, "Uh uh-oh. Yeah, I wasn't as as impressed. And (laughs) it was fucking gross, okay? It was fucking gross. Uh, I liked it. I couldn't wait for it to be over. But, of course, I can't just walk away. I've got to finish this fucking show. That's me. Oh, my God. Um, Okay. So various clues were left by Roche, who um, authored the ruse. For example, the invitation letters sent by the marshals were signed by uh, I period, Michael Detnaw, wanted, spelled backwards. <laughs> oh, wow. Who are these guys? Can we hang out? Have a little fun, yeah. Can we hang out, please? I love a little wordplay. <laughs> Tina. Tina would be working in the office. and be like, Tina, what do you think? She's like, oh, let's come up with some names. So, uh, and when the fugitives called the specified telephone number to confirm their attendance, an operator would redirect them to flagship's business manager, Marcus Cran, narc spelled backwards oh my god while the song i fought the law no played on hold when they were on hold you gotta be kidding me (laughs) they put a lot of time 1985 people were having a good time they're having a good time they're not distracted by the internet they're like what can we do that's funny yeah how fun is this they're eating lunch like you know people really want these super fucking tickets how crazy i know i love it it's so funny so, still, the ruse was convincing enough that on the morning of December 15th, a lawyer representing the actual local broadcaster for the Commander's Game went to the police uh, com- in charge to post an issue of cease and desist order complaining that Flagship International did not have the appropriate license to operate in the district. Like <laughs> they, weren't even, they didn't let the commanders know that they were doing you know oh the, the football team know God. that they were doing it and their lawyer was like you can't use their our logo <laughs> <laughs> they're like calm down bitch we're doing a sting yeah <laughs> oh my god we're not c- taking any money we're yeah. not no one's coming to the game no the marshals and officers spent six weeks training for the operation including three dress rehearsals deputy marshals were brought in from outside washington dc as the planners feared that some of the fugitives might recognize the local marshals who had guarded them in courtrooms oh, or taking them to jail yeah so uh the marshals and the police officers arrived at the convention center at 5 30 a.m on december 15th to set up the operation to minimize risk the planner set up two separate areas in the convention center one area to greet the guests and another area where they would they could separate the fugitives into smaller batches to make the arrests like separate wow. rooms. So they're <laughs> probably like, "Hey, oh, this yeah. is so nice!" Yeah, and, like yeah. they're so excited. <laughs> yeah, wow, Bruh. it's over. Um, although the invitations indicated guests should arrive at 9 a.m., many of the excited guests arrived as early as 8. Oh, <laughs> my God. Oh, no. These poor dudes, I mean. <laughs> and that they lose an, a whole hour of freedom. Yeah. To make the scene more believable and festive, undercover officers were carried balloons, sang commander cheer songs, served buffet brunch. No. And, <laughs> and played videos from the... Uh, the the last time that they were the commanders were in the Super Bowl on the convention center screens, like there was decorations out, 
This is wild. I would love to see like, there was like a, a movie. Banner. I would love like to. Wouldn't you like to see oh, this yeah, in a movie? Oh. It would be so much fun. And I, but I want it to be c- the cops are like goofy. Yeah. They're like, you know, it would be really funny. Yeah. Like, they come up with a whole fucking plan <laughs> like that. And I'm thinking of like an you Owen know, Wilson, Vince or, Vaughn picture. Or a Brad picture. Pitt. Because Brad Pitt can be kind of silly. Yeah, like yeah, that, yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah. I would love All that. All right, guys. Do it. Okay, Tina, we just it. pitched it. We just pitched it. You guys just put it together. Just give us a part in the movie. No, just invite me. Just invite me to. Oh, you don't want to be things. in the movie. I mean, maybe in the background, I'll carry yeah. a balloon in. We'll do like we'll wear the mascot. You won't even the people won't yeah. even really know. You know how yeah. people in Star Wars <laughs> and they're like, oh, they were a stormtrooper. Yeah, yeah, we should do okay, that. Okay, that would be fun. That would be fun. It's the least you could do. We just wrote a fucking movie for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Can you at least take me to the goddamn I mean, Oscars? Come on. I mean, what is this? Get Billie Eilish to write a song for it. <laughs> oh my god! What am I made for? Okay. Um, aside from tuxedos and service crew uniforms, one Marshall wore a commander's, w- oh, I'm sorry, but I have to say Redskins. Redskins wore bonnet. Feathers. Oh, my While God. another wore a knockoff San Diego chicken suit to parade <laughs> around the convention center while also monitoring if the fugitives were becoming suspicious, which I don't know how they're not. Every <laughs> officer involved well, was. Well, I mean, it's probably so ridiculous that you wouldn't be suspicious. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Every officer. What are you thinking? You're like, who would put this together? Like, there's yeah. no way they're thinking that the feds. Yeah, they think they're picking up tickets and leaving. Yeah. Right? Or no, they think they're going it's to the like game. It's like brunch and yeah, like yeah, a yeah. whole fun. the game was December 15th. So every officer involved was armed underneath their costume. Upon the fugitives' arrival, deputy marshals posing as flagship international employees checked their IDs, verified their identities through phone calls with backroom staff, and gave them color-coded name tags. Code words such as double winner were used to warn that a uh, specific fugitive is considered dangerous. Wow. So smart, though. Everything you can... They've thought of everything. Yeah. Uh, Female undercover officers posing as cheerleaders were tasked (laughs) with discreetly (sighs) frisking the fugitives uh, for concealed weapons by offering hugs. By offering them hugs and putting their arms around their waists. (laughs) They're probably like, this is my lucky day. And they... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> Louis McKinney, uh, Chief of Enforcement Operations for the U.S. Marshals, posed as the top hat-wearing master of ceremonies for the program exclusive for the winners. Each group of fugitives, approximately 10 to 20 per batch, were told to sit down in an auditorium to listen to a few remarks from McKinney, after which they will be awarded their prizes. Upon mentioning the signal word, surprise, 25 members of the Special Operations Group commanded by the late Deputy U.S. Marshal William F. Deegan Jr., Wearing tactical gear would storm the auditorium and quickly surround the fugitives. Wow. They were then handcuffed and escorted outside to awaiting buses. A total of 101 fugitives were arrested by the end of the operation. Wow. Incredible, right? And I wonder if they staggered the time. Like, let's have, like, a batch of this come at this time and a batch of this come at this time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To not have all 100 of them there at the (sighs) same time. Oh, my God. I just can't imagine. This is amazing. Where's Johnny? He was supposed to go get those tickets. Where is he at? calls you he better not have gone to the game with someone else yeah. god damn it shawnee yeah. i've been waiting for you but honey if your boyfriend's a fugitive you got more problems <laughs> than super bowl tickets okay uh, <laughs> i mean my god there was this girl that was on judge judy and she was suing her ex-boyfriend because she paid for his uh i don't know something for jail like a probation i don't know something his bail or something maybe and Judge Judy reads the charges. He was had been arrested for domestic violence against his ex-girlfriend before this woman and had like a $20,000 bond. And, and Judge Judy's like, do you know how badly he had to beat that woman? 
to have that sort of bond. And he had a new girlfriend there and the <gasps> other girlfriends there. She's like, what's wrong with you guys? Did you even ask him? And she's like, and you have him. What a winner you are. I was like, oh, my God. But, like, Ooh. is that a question you would ask somebody? Have you ever been arrested before? I, I don't think I've ever asked someone that because I just assumed that they wouldn't be. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. Yeah. Bad news bears. <laughs> uh, okay, so reporters from CBS and the Los Angeles Times were specifically invited by the marshals to document and publicize the operation, which I don't know why you'd want to do that. Like, Well, probably just they want to show off, like, look what we I did. I guess, because like, now you, you can't ever once. use it. Oh, okay. You I think mean, so? it, yeah, because then it's word's going to get out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like, right. that these hundred guys, yeah. that's a lot of people. I just feel like this is, like, wanting to be in the spotlight. Yeah. I don't know. Stanley Morris, the director of the U.S. Marshal Service at the time, credited the media coverage for boosting the organization's profile with the general public. Two days after the operation, an editorial by the Washington Post enumerated the criminal records of the arrested fugitives, quote, 15 warrants for assault, five for robbery, six for burglary, four for escape, 19 for bond default or bail violation, 18 for narcotics violations, 59 for proba probation on or parole violation, and 41 for a variety of charges from rape to arson to forgery, Jesus. Quote. Yeah. A lot of bad guys off the wow. street. Wow. Yeah. The total cost for Operation Flagship amounted to $22,100 or $218.81 per arrest. That's like that's, nothing. That's actually not bad. Yeah. Compared to if they like busted down a door or yeah. like they had to like. For one person. You, know, you got to bring yeah. 20 people to go through one right. door instead of having. Yeah. And you know. Like, or, or you're shooting and you know and it becomes. Yeah chaotic yeah in comparison the u.s marshal service typically spends an average of one thousand two hundred ninety five dollars per arrest so it's wow. like a thousand dollars money they amped up their their um you know yeah. cred with the with they got the to be creative they were creative <laughs> have fun yeah i like this i want to hang out with this crew i know you were babies though yeah probably dead now <sighs> sorry well, i'm not though <laughs> <laughs> no, well they might they might be retired yeah Hi. 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 <laughs> to, uh, this would never work on me, even if I'm a fugitive. If you send me a paper saying that I'm going to win tickets, I'm going to go, I don't want to go to a football game. What if they sent you, you just won backstage oh, no. passes oh, no. to Boy Genius? Don't do it. <gasps> F.E.B. Bridgers. I would go. You would go. Yeah. Then you'd be arrested. And they'd arrest me and I'd say, good on you. Yeah. You deserve this yeah. win <laughs> because you tricked me. They'll send like a, a little trick. tooth. By the way, you've like done your homework. They'll send a little tooth. <laughs> You oh, like the whole Tina knows about the tooth. The Tina knows about that tooth. Listen, I I know what's going on. Wow, I'm shocked. They're gonna send all the stuff, and then you're gonna be like, ooh, yeah, yeah. That's how they're gonna get it, and they should win at yeah. that point. If they've gone on my Instagram for two seconds, <laughs> they would know. She's insane. <laughs> um, I'm writing down little tooth. Um, <laughs> she's crazy. Uh, two of the marshals involved in the operation, Louis McKinney and Stasia Hilton, one of the cheerleaders, went on to become directors of the U.S. Marshal Service. Wow. Writing in 2019, authors Jerry Clark and Ed Palatella described Operation Flagship as, quote, one of the most legendary and effective in the history of the United States Marshal Service. Wow. Quote, they attributed its double success to the sheer number of fugitives caught in a single operation while also avoiding the dangers typically associated with capturing them at home or on the streets. That is such a fun story. Operation Flagship. I love it. I only wish I had done it before the Super Bowl. Now <laughs> you're like, this is good. This is come good. Out. People I are know. still excited about football. Come right. On. How can you not be excited about football? Oof. Here's what happens in the conversation when you're at a, a Super Bowl party with people who, who don't like watch football. Two like straight me? guys yeah. there. 
I felt so yeah. bad for James because then we're going into over overtime. And we're all like, what happens now? And James, yeah. like, as the token straight man in the room, is like, here's what's happening, guys. And we're like, <laughs> he's telling us. And I'm like, all right, but tell us when, but yeah. tell us when it's going to happen. Like, yeah. let us find out. Oh, it was so funny. It was like, this could happen or this could happen. Yeah. I was, I'm already confused. It's yeah. a touchdown. Uh, the, the, I, I get to the base. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck's going on. First down. <laughs> Tina looked at me one time. She goes, uh, that's only a second down. I go, yeah. girl. I do know a little. I mean, I used to watch football with my family. Oh, my back God. In the day. Oh, my Go God. Steelers. Uh. Go Steelers. Terrible towel. I have terrible towels. Do you? Yes. <laughs> what do you think? This what do you think uh, I am? news to me. Oh, yeah. We used to watch football all the time. I have to tell you, <laughs> uh, my my family where I grew up, we were uh, not we. They were Miami Dolphins fans. Oh, Miami and Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one, something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Meanwhile, never has happened. They've never been number <laughs> one. Never won. I don't think they've ever won a fucking Super Bowl. They've never won a Super no, Bowl. No, they had an undefeated season in the seventies before I was born, burn, and they've never and they did went on to the Super Bowl and did not win. The Steelers, I think, one for the thumb. I want to say that they at least have five. Oh, probably. Right? Because but remember the one, one for the thumb. They wanted one for the thumb. No, I, I, I don't know anything about that. All <laughs> I know is that every season, my mother gets on the phone to me, and I have to act mm. like I give a fuck when she <laughs> says, they're having such a great season, and they're doing so great. And I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Let me know when it goes down, because as soon as they get to the playoffs, these motherfuckers take a nosedive. Faster than, uh, uh, what's that damn dolphin's name? I can't even think of it right now. Flipper. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Flipper does a little flip. This is this is them oh in the early in the season, God. and then they fli- he flips down and he 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 dies. Um, I That's just happened. looked it up. I just looked it up. They won six Super Bowl ties. The, the Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, anyway, I told that's what I said to my mom. Again, my brother is of course a Dolphins fan. He had season tickets forever, and he's raising his his son. Is a Dolphins fan? I said, "How could you do this, this poor kid? Like, what? Why, why would you do this to him? Leave the, leave yeah. them. The, the, the misery of the Miami Dolphins out of my this. husband was a Dolphins fan for a while, um, and we used to watch football. I mean, we we um, you know, I've been to college football games, um, football games. Um, my husband was really into football for a while, and then, um, you know, the whole like concussion thing. He's like, I'm not. I'm done. Yeah." And stop watching. How do you think, uh, how do you feel about. And it's so boring now with like, it just takes three hours for like this. Yeah. And it shouldn't take that long. All these commercials, I'm sick of it. Yeah. Oh, did you like any commercials? I, I got to tell you, the Ben Affleck Boston accent, I want that all day. Why doesn't he just talk like that oh. in every character that he does? He's so fucking funny. He is funny. I love that. Com- I like yeah. that commercial. You know, I've heard some people didn't like it, but I fucking I don't even it. remember it. You know, you remember the meme where, well, he's with he's with Matt Damon and Tom Brady. And they go in the studio and J-Lo. He's oh, like, I want to be on the, the album. He's rapping. And J-Lo's like, yeah. oh, we talked about this. And he's That's like, a, is that the one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was, that was cute. funny. That was cute. But remember the reason, like, Dunkin' Donuts is from Massachusetts. And so, you know, you go to Boston, they're in every fucking corner. But, like, if you're from Massachusetts, Dunkin' Donuts is, like, your jam. Have you and ever so seen the SNL Dunkin' Donuts? Yes, with, so with his brother. Yeah, it's with his brother. so funny. It's, like, one it's of my so favorite good. It's so good. But <laughs> it's so the thing funny. about that we know Matt, Ben Affleck from Dunkin' Donuts is when he's, remember he's sitting outside and he's, like, <sighs> that, that picture where he's smoking the cigarette and it's, like, whatever. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. The, my favorite one that I've seen of that, it says, this is what, 
ghosts when a paranormal <laughs> crew walks into a house, <laughs> the haunted haunted house. And they're like, oh, uh, here we go again. Yeah, throw a fucking let me throw something over here so these idiots can run over here. Oh my god. Anyway, I'd love to see a Dunkin' Donuts commercial where we said we see Ben Affleck in that like, you know yeah, what I mean? Like that, that would whole be funny. Meme. Yeah, that, that, that would be good. funny. I like that commercial. Um, what else? Oh, so True Detective. Woo! It's Are you caught up? Because it comes out up. tomorrow night. Now. I'm caught up. Um. Okay. Spoilers, no, spoilers, yeah. spoilers. Um, I, I think Pryor is going to turn himself in because he's not like these women who can kill somebody and walk and cover it up. Okay, I don't. So think I think he Pryor's is. gonna. I think he's going to turn himself you in. Do? At least, yeah, he, he can't. I don't think this. so. His I own think father. He's gonna, no, his own I think father. He's gonna, I think he's going to bury the body. I think he resents his dad. I think he hates his dad, mm. and I think he's going to. I guess we'll it. see. I, I guess so. we'll see. But I think that this kid is way too yeah. good, and also I there like was a him. lot of, you know. Does J- Jodie Foster want to fuck this kid? And I was like, I don't know. He, she did touch him weird at one thing. But then in this last episode, he's like, I'm staying at my dad's because so-and-so, whatever, threw me out. And she's like, or, or, you know, I, yeah. I got to find somewhere to say because so-and-so threw me out. And she's, she's like, do you want to stay at my place? And I was shed. like. Yeah, but she, he's outside no, no, no. in that. I think she wants to fuck this kid. Uh, now I see so? it. Uh, I mean, her, her reputation. Change. Well, and her reputation is I don't. She fucks everybody. She does, but I I don't know. I see it more as no. um because then as she motherly. also said then when she was walking away, she goes sorry about your divorce, and he's like we're not yeah. getting to, you know what I mean like she's maybe fucked up. she's no. a, she's a mess. She's I totally mean because she's lost everything. I have to tell you, if something happens to Navarro, I'm gonna be very upset. Oh, I can't. I love her, and I do She's not want great. anything to happen. I, I love Jodie Foster's character. They're so fucking they're good. So good. Uh, it's a great show. I'm excited. So I hope they're able to, like, pull it together because it will be a big disappointment if there's a lot. Like, we need to know who killed Annie and why, but I think it has to do with the mining people. Yeah. Because the cop, before he yeah. was killed, he said, I moved Everything, her body, but I have to do with her. Yeah. And then we saw him meeting with that mining woman. So I think the mine has something to do with her. Like, she got too close to something. And right? there's something else. There's something. And there's something out there. spiritual happening. Yeah. Which, if you go back, to, I was talking, telling my mom about, th- talking to my mom about this. If you go back to season one of True Detective, I don't think any of those big wigs that would be in those rooms where they were like molesting kids yeah. were ever held accountable for what they did. I think that they just blew it up that that guy, that weirdo, yeah. killed that woman. Yeah. So I don't know if we're if the, whatever they said these guys died of in the in the, like the from yeah. freezing. I think that's gonna stay and like as the audience and maybe We're Navarro and Na- Danvers else. will find out the spiritual yeah. thing that pulled them in because there was there's definitely spiritual paranormal shit there's happening something here. Something happening. Yes. yes, because what's her face? It's ancient land. Yeah. Well, and remember the 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 woman sees the dead people yeah. and and he directed that's them one. to the the dead bodies. My mom thinks that woman's a ghost. Oh, the whole time. Yeah. Ooh, a sixth sense. My mom thinks that she's a ghost. Cool. Because Navarro's the only one that like hangs out with her, yeah. but she was there the night that they found all the guys. So I yeah, don't and know. And someone else has talked to her before. Yeah, she's been mentioned before. Because remember, she sends somebody there and says, "Tell her she, the kid." The ro- she's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. "Go there, tell him her." My mom blah, blah, blah. is on that fucking Reddit, okay? Oh. And people with their theories. And I guess her last name her f- her last name's French. This woman Rose, right? Mm-hmm. And it translates to lamb. And when we first see her, she's slaughtering a wolf. Like, they, there's supposed to be all sorts of, like, hidden meaning yeah. in all of this. Did you watch The New Curb that came out on Sunday? I haven't yet. Okay. So I got to watch that. I, I started watching because my thing now is at the gym. I'm watching, like, a show while yeah. I run. And I'm watching Feud. 
Oh, wait, with uh, the, it's the Truman Capote. Yeah. Oh, and oh, the that's swans. not feud. That's um, it's uh, wait, is it called? Feud? It's called feud. Yeah, and it's it's with the swans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is it good? It's it's good. Oh my god, it's I got everybody in it. Oh my god, it's got I everybody. Love in all it. those women. Ooh, he is. He did a feud with Bette Midler, not Bette Midler. He is Betty Davis and um, Joan Crawford. They hated each other. They made the movie What About Baby Jane? Yeah. Whatever happened to Baby Jane yeah. or something. They hated each other when they kept making that movie. He made a whole show about that. It was also called Feud. But oh. it was that scandal of them on the set fighting. Oh. Yeah. This is Capote versus the Swans. Yeah. So there's a f- another season that is. It's a different story. That is Joan Crawford and, and Betty, Betty Davis. Davis. Yeah. Oh. And it's Susan Sarandon. And I think. Jen- oh, God. One of the, the one, one of the women that he uses all the time. Mm. I forgot what her name is, but well, I really like it, and man, does yeah. he just oh, he's so good. Come on, he screws them over, man. Yeah, of course, he screws them over these socialites. It's really good, and to me, more like they're so yeah. good. Yeah, so I'm enjoying. I'm only I just finished the first episode. Okay, so I think I, th- I saw it on Hulu. So is it just one episode on H- at a time? Yeah. But I think right now five or six of them are out. Oh shit! Yeah, so I'm like, okay, it's perfect for me. Oh to yeah, like now I can catch, catch up. To up. The end. Yep. See, when I start to lose things to watch, I just go right back to Drag Race, and I'm watching. Yeah. I'm right in the middle of season ten, which is good. I don't yeah. know. I fucking love that show so much. Mm. Oh. But watch it, watch it. You'll like it. And now that's why it doesn't show um, the Betty and Joan one. It doesn't show that first season, but it shows season two. And I was talking to someone at work about it. And he was like, I'm so confused. Like, why would they call this season two when yeah. it's the first? And, and so now mm-hmm. it's it's one of these, like, American Horror Story. Yeah. Like, each thing is its own yeah. story. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. All right. That's good to know. And well, then what else? Oh, and I'm still watching that Death and Other Details with oh uh, yeah. Manny. Um, Andy Patinkin. Yeah. He's so great. Oh, my that God. One's, whew, that one's Did you intense. watch Homeland when he, w- did you watch that show when Mm-mm. it was on? Him and Claire Danes? Oh, it's a fucking no. great show. I always, one. I always like think about starting it, and I, I just feel like it's such a commitment. That and the Americans, mm. I would recommend the Americans to anybody. It's such a fucking great show. Maybe I'll do that this summer. I, I always like to like have something long. Yeah, for the summer. All right. Well, I was texting with just one last thing. I was texting um with my friend Carrie, and we were talking about um True Detective, and I was like, you know that that was um Rusty Cole's dead daddy. <laughs> like I texted it and I said, you know, I said, daddy's from the righteous gemstones right now. <laughs> and she goes, I heard it. I like, yeah. <laughs> then we started talking about Danny McBride and all his great shows. I'm like, you've watched Vice Principals, right? And she's like, no. So now <gasps> she started that. And she's oh, so fucking it's excited. So funny. That show's crazy. Oh, everything he's in is crazy. He's so fucking funny. Yeah. Oh, but daddy. <laughs> Uncle Baby Billy, my Uncle daddy. Baby Billy. <laughs> I can't wait for that to come back. Oh, I love it. All right. Well. All right, well, that's it. Yeah. Why don't you go outside and throw a football around, okay? Oh, go Why throw a football. Why don't you fucking football. do something with that's your life? I mean, go, <laughs> go enjoy yourself. Why don't you do something with your life? Why don't you retire off of the county commission? Me. 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 If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please go to our website, www.themuckpodcast.com. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Muck Podcast and on our Twitter at Muck Podcast. To support The Muck Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support with exclusive content, Muckraker, Policy Wonk, or Bleeding Heart. We can't do this without you.